When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you done a home project only to have it fall apart on you years later? You can admit it. We've all had a renovation go bad. This is Ask This Old House. I'm Chris Hermides. I know lots of you can relate. You've made an improvement around the house and your initial excitement slides into despair. Peeling paint, a leaky shower, or if you're like Chris from Parker, Colorado, the problem is outside. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. How are you? So I guess you're not calling to let us know about a project that's going well. Yes. We had um, bought this house for some extra space um, and a larger backyard. So when we bought this house in 2013, we had to finish the backyard ourselves. So my wife and I envisioned a nice paver patio that extends out from our walkout basement where we would have friends over and entertain and have cookouts, envisioned a a fire pit with some nice patio furniture around. So we brought in a professional landscaper to build this paver patio. And it's about um, 25 feet wide and extends out about 18 to 20 feet out. Mm -hmm. Kind of a circular kidney-shaped pattern. It's then circled by paving stones and river rock and a nice lawn out back. So we had this put in, and within the first year, we started seeing that the patio pavers were starting to lift up and separate. It looked like they were falling off into the yard. You know, it didn't look right, and um, maybe it became kind of a trip hazard. So we contacted our landscaper. We had a year warranty where he came back out, did his best work to try to fix it. It looked good for when he left, and that was the end of the warranty. And then over the years, it just seems to be rising and rising. We have this expansive soil in Colorado to where it just pushing these pavers up and uh, just kind of want to get that solved in a way that we can keep this from raising up in the future. So you don't have to attend to it every year. <laughs> How often do you yes. attend to it? I do it every summer. So through the winter, it seems to get a lot of snow on it. Um, Mm -hmm. I leave it alone through that time period. And then come, you know, spring, summertime, I'll pull these back up, you know, try to level the sand out myself, re-tamp it, and relay down the pavers in the same partition that it had before and, and try to make it look the same as it was when it began. And how long does that fix last? It'll get us through the season, and then um, and it's usually the same area that's been giving me this this headache. Although now across the whole patio, there's, there's developed this ridge that's kind of has a crack along the whole thing. So I've been putting paver sand in between for kind of like the grout of the paver system, and brush that back in every season as well. And then the the snow melt, the rain hits, and it kind of brings that sand back up. So it's not really locking these pavers down tight. I think that might be part of the issue, Chris, as well. 
I'm, I'm imagining a the Colorado winters and uh, <laughs> spring approaching and that snow beginning to melt. And I, I just have this, I have this sense of you just looking out the window down at your patio, drinking coffee in the morning and like <laughs> dreading the day that you finally see what's left after the, all the snow is gone. Is that pretty much what happens? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I mean, we should be able to just clean things off and uh, hose things down and be ready to lay in the hammock and, kick our feet up and kick on the, the fire pit and have some s'mores and just enjoy it. So Chris, what are you doing every spring to try and fix this? Yeah, I'll just get my paving sand, grab a couple bags of that, and then really I'll, I'll look at it from eye level, see what's bulging, um, kind of pick the stones that I want to work on and actually pull them back up, separate them take a picture first so I can remember the pattern that's there and try to match mm -hmm. that up as best I can. But really the process is pulling them back up, um, adding some more sand. Sometimes even removing sand is the problem because the sand is expansive, the soil underneath, and it's pushing everything up, the road base and everything up. Then I will uh, tamp it back down as best I can and relay these, these stones back down. And they don't always turn out level by any means. I'm sure nobody else notices it, but <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can appreciate that uh, you want it to look right. You know, I, I go out there and start this and sure enough, you know, my next door neighbor will be like, you're back at it, huh? <laughs> every spring I see you out here. <laughs> you know, it might not look bad to every person, but it, it's definitely, I think, an issue. Yeah, he's probably sitting by his pool drinking a pina colada <laughs> and you're out there tamping. Yeah, he's got this hot tub that uh, when summer comes for him, it's just a matter of taking the cover off and everything's good. <laughs> and I look over the fence at me and said, oh, that poor guy, he's back at it. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to have to fight the urge to throw a paver in his hot tub. <laughs> I can't throw any because then I'll be missing a few and then I'll be like, oh, where's this one go? <laughs> All right, Chris, we're going to get an answer for you, and hopefully it's not too involved. Yeah, I hope we can get this solved. Thank you. After the break, let's see if Mark McCullough can get Chris's patio sorted. We've all had projects fall apart on us, but with a little help, you can make it right again. And when it comes to stonework, Mark McCullough is our guy. Let's give him a call. Hey, Mark, it's Chris. Hey, Chris, how are you? Our homeowner, Chris, has an annual battle with his patio pavers. Every spring, he waits for the snow to melt so he can see how many fell off. So, Mark, we've got to save his reputation with his neighbors. He sent us a picture. What do you see? So uh, my first thought is always the prep work. Did they do the proper prep? That means digging down deep enough. That means adding enough gravel. That means burying the first course of your patio, all that stuff. So um, I do see the block moving around, which tells me bad prep, bad prep. But as I do look at that picture, Chris, I don't know if you noticed that under the stairs and under that deck that's above, the posts go down and sit directly onto that paver patio. Do you see that? It does look like that, doesn't it? It does look it, that way. It does. I could be wrong, but I don't think so because, again, everything else falls into place. Meaning, if you look outboard 
towards the backyard of those posts, you're going to see that the patio wants to break in a certain line. It's maybe six or eight inches away from that column line. Which is exactly what, I mean, Chris did say, that there's sort of a hump there now. Right. But what I think Chris's problem is, is that deck above. There's just too much weight trying to be supported on what we call a soft patio. So there's no concrete involved in that patio. It's all gravel and block, but no concrete. So it's not solid. The deck, we all know that's a lot of weight. And when that weight sits on a dry patio like that, there's no strength to it. So all it's going to do is push that patio away. And in the wintertime with the frost, The frost almost acts as support, but when it melts and dissipates, that's when you start to have the sinkage that I'm looking at. And if you look at that picture, Chris, that whole front patio, again, beyond the column line, is being pushed into the backyard. It definitely does look that way. That is not a great situation. No. So what I think he's going to have to do, and I hate to say it, Chris, because it is a bit of work, but you're going to have to dismantle that patio uh, at least back behind that column line, you're going to have to, and very first thing to do is support that deck. So I I do want to mention that, yeah. But once you've you've done that and you've moved the material away, you're going to have to post that deck down with concrete. So that's going to mean setting sauna tubes uh, at least four feet under that grade and then post up to the deck and support that deck and leave the patio independent of any of the weight that's above. That's a big deal if it is indeed sitting on the deck. You definitely want to take care of that. Yeah, if I were Chris, that would be my my most immediate project. And if he can't get to it soon enough, don't be afraid to throw some more support under there just to at least keep the situation dormant until he can get at it. But Mm -hmm. if he doesn't do anything about it, it's just going to continue to push that patio into the backyard. So you see that gap that is already starting to show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, all the material under that column line is gonna push into that gap. Therefore, we're gonna have sinkage. That's gonna happen the same way next year. It's gonna happen the same way the year after. So if you don't stop that, it's eventually gonna walk away. All right, well, that's a huge point and I'm, I'm glad you caught that. So he gets concrete under the post. He strips away the patios and the block underneath. He gets concrete under those posts. What's the process for putting those patio pavers back so that this doesn't happen again? Do you think that it won't happen again just by the mere fact that there's no more weight from the deck above or does he have to follow a certain procedure in order to make sure it doesn't happen anyway? No, the procedure's not going to change from when the patio was done originally. Uh, What is going to change is that weight is not going to be involved. It's going to be posted down to, like I said, concrete sauna tubes. That's going to pick up the weight, so there's not going to be any weight on the patio. So what he's going to want to do is make sure everything is done correctly. Another thing that I noticed that was done incorrectly is when he lays those block, he's laying those block dry. They actually glue them down now, which is fine because the construction adhesive these days is excellent stuff. So he'll glue those block down, but what he also has to be mindful of is he wants to batter the block back, which means One block on top of the other has to be pushed back at least a quarter of an inch. And you can see that when pressure is applied through the mid-riff of that patio, that battering is going to absorb it. They're going to lock together, and they're going to be able to deal with the pressure because these blocks will weep water if done correctly. 
After he gets the block in place, that's when he's going to want to go back in the middle with gravel. He's going to want to compact that as much as possible. On top of that, he's going to add an inch of stone dust. On top of that, he's going to add his pavers. And again, at this point, the pavers are going to be independent of the weight from the deck. Therefore, he'll do it one time, he'll do it properly, and he won't have to mess with it and won't have to mess with his neighbor again either. <laughs> and we all know that feeling, Chris, by the way. <laughs> yes, indeed we do. Right, right. So big takeaway here, never, ever, ever, ever set your deck posts on top of a patio. Yeah. Always have them resting on concrete piers that are in the ground. And then you can build a patio raised above grade. You just need to follow that procedure you laid out. Exactly. And compact that gravel. Again, when you think it's compacted enough, hit it again and hit it again and make it solid. Another mistake people make is they use too much stone dust. Everybody thinks you have to have two inches of stone dust. When I grew up in the trade 30 years ago, that's what they told me. What I found is that stone dust, when it's that thick, moves around a little. So mm -hmm. I brought the gravel up an inch, got rid of an inch of stone dust, and that inch of stone dust gives me enough to play with and level my pavers while I'm putting them in place. So it's doing what two inches would do, but I just have more of the system with the gravel. It's better for drainage, and again, if you pitch everything away from the house, make sure, you know, people do make mistakes with the pitches. But in this instance, Chris's biggest problem is the weight of the deck sits on a soft patio. All right. Well, Chris, you got some work cut out for you, but it definitely sounds like we've solved your problem. Thanks, Mark. All right. I think we got it. Got a long overdue project at your house? Submit your project at askthisoldhouse.com. Ask This Old House is produced by Catherine Fenelosa at Rococo Punch. Production support from Sarah Chase. Special thanks to Chris Bachman and Mark McCullough. If you want to let us know what you think of the show, send us an email, ask at thisoldhouse.com. And subscribe to our podcast newsletter at thisoldhouse.com slash newsletters. Don't forget to watch our Ask This Old House TV show on PBS and in the This Old House app. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. I'm Chris Ermides. See you next week.